Duncan MacLeod. Or the Clan MacLeod. My name is Ichabod Crane. Name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill, SG-1. I am Batman! Hello, I'm the Doctor. So there's this man, he has a time machine. Up and down history he goes, zip, 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 getting into scrapes. For years, and maybe more than that, right, Mac? But, but how long has it been? Has it been six, seven years ago? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Hey, now, wait a minute. Now, wait just a minute. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. I've got something for you. Oh, uh, merci, Sonor. Just one more thing, sir. Oh, boy. Just like that. Bing, bang, boom. At this point, I'd settle for the boom. They'd love it here, don't you think? This is what I'm saying. And by the way, where is your podcast? Tell everybody that's here. Welcome to the Never Gets Old Podcast. The podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics. With your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. Donations at paypal.com at macwjackson at comcast.net. Listen to my taping songs. DJ saying that they're too long. His guitar may be silenced, but his soul goes on and on. Alone again, alone again. His stories were like us, a beginning. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Never Gets Old podcast. I'm your host, Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Schell. Uh, it is summertime, and we have seen a bunch of movies. Uh, so, here, <laughs> spoiler, um, we're going to talk about the movies. So, if you're looking to not be spoiled, then wait, because we have no reason to not... Before we talk about the movie, we will, of course, say the movie. That way we don't just say, like, blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And this guy's head blew off. Um, yeah. So I was expecting to rant and rage over the typical suckiness of the social media spoiled generation that we live in, mm -hmm. which there's time for that. We will get there. Oh, yeah. Um, I.e. The Flash. Mm -hmm. But let's start with how I have been amazingly surprised and thankful to have that not be the case for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. It started off even before, and this is what I freaking hate about critics, which, honest to God, think about it. In today's world, we don't, we didn't need critics then. Yeah. But we definitely, in the world of social media, there is no good, no good purpose for critics in this world. 
Yeah, realistically, like there's um a couple people that I follow online that they're critics, but they they do two reviews for a movie, the non-spoiler one, and they just hit the they just touch on the beats of the film, you know, and it's like, and in that article, usually they will say in one week, we're gonna we're gonna drop the spoiler, uh, the review with some spoilers in it. But we'll still try to be respectful of like the big major things, but we won't be as tight lipped. It's like, okay, I can respect that person for the way they do it because they're doing the non spoiler to kind of like get the people that might be on the fence about going to see a movie. Sure. But they also don't just blah, 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 you know, right in that, that first, you know. And, and I'm talking about the big names, the, the people who are paid to be, not you and I who are sharing our thoughts. I'm talking about the people who are in newspapers and are, you know, the Siskel and Eberts of the world. Yeah, the people that should know better. And basically, yes. And basically, the people who will sink a great movie because they feel like <clears throat> pushing up the glasses and trying to one up, you know, I am so superior because I poo pooed on something that is great, but I said mm -hmm. it first. So that way, if you don't like it, I was right, which is more yeah. and more the case in today's world. We're not dealing with well thought out, sincere thoughts after the movie's been out. I'm talking about all of these people who, I mean, they did the same thing with, I remember Green Lantern, and Green Lantern, we know, was a hodgepodge of the four things, different yeah. scripts that should have been, you know, but whatever. The point is, they sync a movie that people have been dying to see before it even hit the theaters. It's not oh, fair, yeah. and it's not right. Um... And they, they tried that with Indiana Jones. Yeah, like I remembered seeing something like six months ago, somebody had released a treatment, basically, of like what the title was going to be. It might have been more than six months ago, actually. But it was like what the, the subtitle was going to be and essentially like a four-paragraph synopsis of what the story was going to be. They were completely and utterly wrong across the board, but like you could tell there was malice behind the way this was. Right, right. And it's that, it's that spoiled generation who want to crap on good things. And I, honestly, I've seen it because people want to be superior. Yeah. want to well, say, I'm smarter because I crapped on a legacy. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Well, and I've seen it come from, like, not just younger people. I've seen it come from people our own age, too. And it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And older. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to go see Indiana Jones and the wheelchair of destiny. Okay, then, then by all means, be ageist. Because whether you know it or not, you're ageist. And it's not like they promised you this was going to be Temple of Doom Raiders Last Crusade indie where he's younger and more daring do. This is, this was a much more, thank God, age appropriate uh, movie. But by the way, still full of action, 
Oh yeah. Full of edge of your seat adventure. But they dealt I was thinking about this. And and I'll get back to my point in a second, but I was thinking about Indiana Jones. Now, when people say what's your favorite movie, I always say Besides loving superhero movies, that's, you know, we can do a wide swath of that. But ever since 1985, I've always said the Indiana Jones movies and the Back to the Future movies. That is, those are always, always top of my list, despite whatever great, you know, superhero movies. And that'll never change. It's part of my DNA. My time frame is 1985 when Back to the Future came out. There was before, there was after. There was 86 when the monkeys came out for me. There was before, there was after, etc. So Indiana Jones is my movie guy. He's the hero. However, and I remember talking with um, Nick Nero who was the early co-host and loves Harrison Ford, loves Indiana Jones. And I explained to him, and he he couldn't disagree, uh, you don't get a lot of depth per se with Indiana Jones. That's not his fault. That's not, it's the fact that we've only had five movies. We never got the quiet in between moments. It's always... You know, as they should be, but yeah. it, had we gotten more movies, that it's it's the fault of the fact that we never got the 30 movies up until now like we should have. They yeah. sat around and they scratched their butts going, oh, we don't know what the good MacGuffin could be. Nobody cares about the MacGuffin. They yeah. want Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones. That's it. I don't care yeah. if he's in search of a Big Mac. Let him go do his thing, right? Because yeah. that's really what it is. You just want the setup for him to die yeah. and run yeah. and, and all of that. It's the it's the adventure, not the the end. Now, had there been more movies, they could have given us more in in depth character development. But yeah. we never see even us those quiet moments. We never see Indy happy. He's always stressed about whatever. He's not a yeah. happy-go-lucky character. Yeah, I mean, we we saw moments of happiness, but it's but typically like a uh, like a sarcastic sneer. Yeah, like he's fighting Nazis. Sure. <sighs> he's fighting Nazis. So, and it's always you know run to this and stressful this and run to that. So. That's what you get, and it's great for what it is, but you don't get to see him in his quieter moments. You don't get to hear how he feels about traveling to work or, you know, uh, this yeah, like that I've we, had. The, the moments, the quiet moments we get are right before that proverbial shoe drops or... And it's, yeah, like you never get into the deep psyche of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like I think one of the scenes, one of the sequences that kind of like struck me as a nice, kind of like in the day, in the life of in the day and life of Indiana Jones was in Last Crusade, where we come into the middle of the the classroom and and there's those girls that are just sitting there looking at him all dreamy and I think the oh wait no that's probably I think that was one of the earlier it's both it's Raiders and that yeah well no that that uh, somebody one of the girls had written like I love you or something that's, like yeah, that that's the first one. Eyelids, which that's 
impressive. But anyway, and like we see just kind of like a snapshot of what he deals with as Professor Indiana Jones. And it's only a quick moment. But and like then all of a sudden he gets that package and often off into the the world he goes. And you when know? you see him in his house, yeah, there's so much there. There's a piano. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got, you know, various things that we never see him get into. So my point is, as great as much as I love Indiana Jones, he is typically a one-note character, which is a great note, and I'll listen to it for the rest of my life. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I was comparing, like, MacGyver. MacGyver gives you the quiet moments. Uh, I could also say Jack O'Neill. You got some quiet moments. And you understood how he felt about stuff. Indiana Jones, you only got five movies. Mm -hmm. And and this, the the young Indiana Jones adventures was him as a teenager in war. So you didn't yeah. even get the real quiet moments then. Yeah, you it was get this, mirroring this, his future life. You weren't going to get the psychological. You didn't really get to see him debate much. He fought for, you know, the GD Nazis are coming. But you didn't get to see him debate like a typical everyday argument about stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't see him argue whether or not a taco or a, a hot dog is a taco or a sandwich, you know? Exactly. So yeah, you, you have to accept that part. And what this new movie did as sad as it was in the beginning, it put him in a sad place in his life. Yeah, and you got to see, as sad as it is, you did get to see him, you know, wake up in the chair, you know, while the new, you know, watching um, the heck is it, the news broadcast about the parade? No, before that, it was. Oh, yeah. Trying to remember, I, I I can't think of what the right because he's dancing. Uh, if you remember, let me know. So anyway, you know, and and. He, you do get his quiet moments before anything happens. Like it goes on for a while, showing him riding the subway and then yeah, we, we get the kind of like what his life is at now, really. But we typically would only get hints. Even in Crystal Skull, they talk about how he was a spy and a colonel in World War II. Yeah. HR Puffin stuff. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I watched that show a lot. I should have known that. Is so, you know they hint they always hint at stuff but you're like give us those adventures come up which is why well and something that i something i greatly appreciated about their approach with this one was they gave us like you this is a film that you like with a lot of them you need to actually be looking at the screen and not just paying attention at the, like that primary thing that they want you to focus on but like when they're going through the apartment in the apartment you see the state of his marriage. And then through dialogue, a little bit after that in the film, you find out, oh, that's the reason why his marriage is in the state that it's in. Oh, okay, well, that explains where this person is. You know, And it's that, it almost makes you hurt seeing him in the rough situation that he's in because when last we saw him, it looked like he had finally grasped that happy ending that we all hoped he he would get. And 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 that's my point. This movie 
was not trying to be any of the previous movies, which I think the critics were like, oh, he's sad. He's not, he's not even the swashbuckler character that he was all the way through, even through Crystal Skull. He's the same guy up through Crystal Skull, and it's wonderful, and it's exciting, and he's ready for adventure. In this movie, he's tired, and he yeah. he's given up. He doesn't think he has a place in the world. And then the story is him finding his place and realizing that there is still more adventure out there. and It just might not be necessarily the adventure he'd originally thought. And, like, I... <sighs> We're we're watching the film, and my big thing is I want to see the, the stuff from the trailer in the film. Sure. You know, that's it. Like Jess had pointed out, there was like one line of dialogue that she goes, I don't recall if it was in the movie, but if it wasn't in the movie, that's fine. It was where there's a couple. Standing. There's a couple things that they showed in the trailer, like him saying, I've been searching for this my whole life. That was not in the movie. Yes, it was. Not that take. Well, maybe not that take, but the line was there. It was just used at a different spot in the film. And also when he's climbing and he says, I, with the voodoo and your father. Yeah, that was something that was shown in a different context. Different, different voice, too. Yeah. So it was probably one of those, it was probably used at another take in the film and in, in the trailer, but they used the one where it made the most sense. Sure. In the yeah. And it's neat. Because I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And there, you're right. There were some things that they didn't use. But yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the message that he was conveying in the trailers was there, just not in the way that we were presented. Sure. Which is great because I don't want to. Usually, know. how it happens anyway. I don't want to know all the movie through the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But what I mean? yeah, like it was like um, I can't think of the actress's name now, but the lady that was his goddaughter. Sure. Fun, enjoyed her. Helen was, was the, was the character. female Indiana Jones, you know. I didn't think so. I I mean, I like her, she's fine, but she was not heroic. She is not gonna be a no, and I Indiana think Jones. and I think that's why I I like the fact that they didn't try to make her basically a female carbon copy. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that worked I think that worked to the character's advantage because with the little bit of snippets that we get here and there about her backstory, which I like that they didn't just info dump with her right at the beginning. They peppered hers in along the way, kind of like what they did with him to fill in the gaps as to, oh, okay, that's where so-and-so is. Oh, that's what happened, you know. And I like that they did that. Um, if this is the last we see of anything in the Indiana Jones universe and we don't see any of these other characters or any of these characters moving forward, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'd be bummed. I'd be sad because it, it's Indiana Jones. He's near and dear to both of us, you know. Well, here's here's my thought. And I rant and, and rage about this uh, in a hopefully helpful way, not just being a, oh, I don't like the... Yeah. The fact that Disney, Disney owns Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. and we have not had a ongoing animated series, which we should have had since 1981, by the way, we should at least, at least somewhere else in the 80s, at the very latest. Yeah. At the very latest. But today, the moment that they signed the paper to own Indiana Jones, they should have started on an animated series and an ongoing comic book. Something. You own, yeah. No, you own Marvel, you freaking morons. Yeah. You absolutely. own it. 
They did the original comic book when Raiders came out. I have them. I've been reading them. I have the volumes. Yeah. The fact that the the short-sighted lack of effort on Disney's part, somebody is responsible for that because I can't think of a better thing to make an animated series and an ongoing comic. Well, this this is something that's probably going to boil your blood. Jess came up with an idea what they could have done as a potential stinger if they were going to do like a post-credit scene, which it's the Indiana Jones movies. They've never done that, so it wouldn't have made much sense. No. But how about this for a scene for you? Hypothetically, let's say Indy would have passed away at the end of the film, oh, which we knew he wasn't going to. Well, I mean, we there, did not know that, and that's well, what I was okay. afraid of. There, there, there was a small part of me that was afraid they were going to do that. And let's be honest, there was a sequence in that film that I was like, okay, if they do this, there there's no things. coming back from this. Right. There were a couple things I thought, don't ruin it, don't ruin it, don't, no, no. Mikey said the same thing. He's, he's squeezing my arm going, please don't let them go this way. Please don't let them do what I think they're doing. Part, like, part of me, with where he was at mentally, I could see why he wanted to do that. But also, it's... But it would have sucked. Please don't. Please don't. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that was the moment... Uh, I can't think of the actress's name. That's going to irritate me. But that's the moment she won me over. Because you could see Indy doing that to any of the damsels in distress throughout his other films. Helena. Meathead. Helena is the is the character, if it helps. Helena, thank you. Um Phoebe Walker Bridge. That's her name. Hey. That's the actress's name. So but yeah, um yeah. had had something disastrous happened. End of the film, you see her, somebody walking up to a door, and you just hear the knock knock. And Kihoi Kwan answers the door and they present him with the hat box and a journal. God, no. God, no. That Well, no, because it would have been, that's the only character that I would be willing to see any kind of continuation with. Yes, um, but not with his hat. He's well, a no, 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 no. As the memento of, and just see him reach and take the Yankees hat. Well. Book or something, you know. Yeah, but if you're into Indiana Jones, you find out that Short Round is his own archaeologist. Yeah. He found the peacock's eye, which is something that Indy couldn't find from the young Indiana Jones chronicle. And that's and that's one of those things that we could see that in a short round series. Without a doubt. Yes, definitely. I, I hope, I hope we get a short because, round movie. Because as much beloved as that actor has become, thanks to the recent stuff that he's been in, yeah. it would be foolhardy of Disney not to take it. Now, I don't want to say take advantage on that, of that, but like jump on that. Well, and, and he's even been smart enough to say, if they want me, they can have me. I'll gladly do it. Which, yeah. duh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he, he, know, he knows that's going to just. And I loved seeing the seeing him during the, I think it was the Oscars with Harrison Ford. Yep. And, and then the premiere. Red carpet, you know. And at the premiere, that was great. Like, I, I love it. It brings uh, tears to my eyes. And they should have had Short Round at Indy's wedding in Crystal Skull. The fact that nobody thought to do that, you're stupid. Who else is going to fill out the pews? We don't yeah. know these other people. Get Short Round. Get yeah. Willie. That's the director's wife. Get yeah. in there. Like, come yeah, on. Get Willie. Get, you know. Well, not Elsa. Somebody that could have 
you know, anybody that crossed paths with him from the Young Indiana Jones series that would logistically make sense to be still kicking, you know. Agreed. Hell, have the actors that played Young Indiana Jones in that series as just background cameos in the yeah. fucking pews, because that would have been perfect. It would have you know, been, they would have been a thing for us. us. Sure. Yeah, that would be more of a, hey, for the fans that have been with us for everything, that's for you, you know. But I, I swear, if they don't, I mean... Talk about the easiest cartoon slash comic book you can do because you would fill in. You have a big, I mean, besides in between the movies, you have everything from him getting out of World War One all the way up until uh, Temple of Doom time. Not mm -hmm. to mention in between all of that. Like, basically, Indiana Jones adventures can never stop. You can just go, 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 go. I don't yeah. care if it's something real or if it's a golden plate that Caesar sneezed on. I don't care. Because, yeah. again, the MacGuffin, I would love to be in a room way back when with the three of them and said, it doesn't matter. I understand that's your thing that you care about. But I'm telling you, the audience doesn't care about what the thing is. Yeah. Just get indie going. So I pray to God, whoever is holding that back, gets let go because the fans are screaming for why are you not we should have yeah. had this cartoon from disney years ago before this movie came out you could have mm -hmm. dropped little seeds into what this movie was yeah absolutely so um yeah uh, just so the, the the here's the thing like i said i thought i was gonna rant rave because of how sucky the freaking critics are who didn't help this movie mm -hmm. but i do want to celebrate the triumph of the audience because anybody who saw this movie loved right. this movie and by the way yep. I didn't just see it once have seen it twice three times somebody mm -hmm. somebody's on there okay i'm taking my parents this fourth time like mm -hmm. that's yes yeah you appreciate what we have absolutely and there was a you know who josh gates is right mm, remind me He's a guy who basically is, he's he's been an archaeologist. He, he's an archaeologist that growing up, Indiana Jones was his idol. So when he, he got older, he became an archaeologist. He does a show called uh, Expedition Unknown. He did Destination Truth. He goes to these environments and... Yes, I do know him, yes. Yeah. He went and saw it. And he... He gets into his car, like he's got the camera on, he sits in his car, and he's like, okay, just got out of Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, I've got my popcorn bucket, got my, my hat, or my mug, or my cup with the hat. I want he, that so bad. Yeah, he takes his hat off, he sets it down, he's like, he goes, okay, look, if you came out of this film and you did not like it, you need to go back and rewatch the original films, because let's be honest... The first one had Hebrew, Hebrew ghosts. The second one had a ancient box that could melt you like wax. Third one, or wait, wait. no, second second one is Temple. Of yeah, Death. sorry. Second one was the stones that could rip a person's heart out. I combined the first, or I combined That's the first one, the two separate things. You know what I meant? Yeah. It goes, and the third one, a night that was well beyond his expiration date. And immortality, he goes, and if you thought the crystal skull was weird and you have a problem with this one, you weren't paying attention to the MacGuffin. 
Right. He goes, but love the, like, and he's just like ranting and raving about it, loving it. And he's like, he goes to get, looks like he's going to pop his car into gear. Like he's going to drive off. He's like, I can't, I, I got to go see it again. And he like puts the car, grabs his bucket and goes, I'll see you. I'm going to go watch it again. And he like literally got out of his car. Seeing how, how much this character influenced him and seeing him love the film. Mm-hmm. Just that right there was everything I needed to know before we went and saw the movie. And it did not disappoint. Was the MacGuffin based off of something real like the other ones? Yes. Was it the real life equivalent of what the thing actually does? Probably not. But was it fun? Yes. And that's the key thing. We got to see Indiana Jones, as you said, be in a rough spot in his life and through the film, dealing with Phoebe Walker character or Phoebe Walker Bridge's character, Helena, realize, you know, yes, certain adventures are done for him, but not all his adventures. There it is. And that's like my biggest like there were moments in the film I was getting the same chills that I had gotten back when I'd watched the trailers. And I love that they didn't do the trailers the same way that they would for the other films because it was a different director. But I like that the director kind of paid homage to the way the original uh, trailers had been done with that very classic Indiana Jones music. You know, I like how he built up to the Indiana Jones music, almost as if kind of like giving people the heads up, like this is Indiana Jones rediscovering himself right. because of where right. he's at in life. Right. It's just like phenomenal. I loved it. Me too. And it was the, as Harrison Ford said, it was the age appropriate story to tell. If he had still tried to come off as the early indie you know, he needs to be tired. I mean, yeah, well, he, he needs to be hurt, and he needs, especially yeah. when you find out the story. And here's what I wanted to happen. No matter what happened, no matter what the setup was, I wanted a couple things to happen or not happen. I didn't want him to quit because I don't see Indiana Jones ever stopping. Yeah. I didn't want him to die. Yeah, it's the last one. I'm like, don't you? I swear, you're not killing Indiana Jones. That's the audience will riot. Yeah, and then when they did the whole back in time thing, I'm like, no, no, you're not leaving them there. Don't. Yeah, it's like, please don't do that. Like, like I said, that was the moment. The Helena character, she, yeah, that that's the moment she won me over. And in the end, I wanted him to get his mojo back. Mm-hmm. and know that the adventure continues. Because in my mind, here's how Indiana Jones' story ends or doesn't end. He, When he's a little older, he finds the fountain of youth, steps in it, and is 20, 30 years old again, so now he gets to continue. I don't picture Indiana Jones dying. I understand right now he'd be 123. Right. I don't care. I, I see him getting younger and going, okay, well, I guess I got to move now. But, you know, he puts the hat on and continues yeah. his adventure. That's how it should be. That's how, that's in my in my canon. I don't want my heroes to ever stop. Right. 
like, you know, the fact that Han died, I'm still waiting for them to retcon that with time travel or something. Mm -hmm. But that's how, so I didn't want them to give us something where I had to go, nope, nope, I'm not accepting this, nope. And, and like I said, there were a couple moments there, like, okay, he got shot, okay, they're, dra yeah, it was like, they're okay, dragging where, him around yeah, for the last like, part of this movie. Yeah, it's like, where did he get shot? I'm trying to figure it out, you know. Yep. And then, and then, okay, now you're going to stay back in the past and die, so what? Archaeologists find his remains? No, yeah. not doing that. No, no, well, no. Something I, I did like that if you if you paid attention to the stuff leading up to that, they telegraphed that. If you if you if you paid attention to like the things that they were finding in his uh, crypt, the way the stuff looked, it's like, well, wait a minute. Well, that looks yeah. like a plane. That's definitely right. a watch. <laughs> well, like, but you know what though? That's that's smart writing yeah you know, and I like you know, they thought, smart writing. yeah and i like how they the the characters thought well he, he had to have used it and he went to the future sure and that wasn't the case i liked that that was a I great twist that. i like how it didn't go as they expected and in the end he gets the hat and you know that the adventure continues that's that's yeah. and i love writing yeah and i loved seeing it look like relationships getting mended Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's what that was. And thank yeah. God. Because I thought, okay, if they're going to have them, I don't like him and her not being together. Well, they I, that. But I did like how they showed how something like that can cause cause pain. And you know what yeah. I love? I love that he wasn't the one to blame. Because that's the other thing about Indiana Jones, unfortunately. The way that they have written him, he has made mistake after mistake after mistake. Mm -hmm. Which... You know, okay, he's a flawed character. Nah, 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 nah. We don't get enough of the good to equal out the bad that he's doing to himself. Mm -hmm. So the fact that her, them filing for divorce was not his fault. That, he was still trying to be there for her, and she took off. I'm like, there, thank you, because it would have been too simple. Well, to and it, and him be, you know, for that. For the for their relationship, because you know, look at how they look how we were introduced to them in the first right. film, right? Yeah, right. But I mean, somebody when I was telling them the movie, they're like, "Oh, because what?" Let, let me guess. He was drinking. I'm like, "What Indiana Jones movie are you watching?" No, I, I, he's not an alcoholic. And and again, her mind went to it being his fault. They said, "Ha ha!" He was the supportive, loving husband, and she had to leave and in the end she comes back and it's great and thank god and the the call back to the where doesn't it hurt here yeah i love, love it that. love it love it and it's very sweet that that was the moment i really got choked up in the theater yeah oh, me, too. me too me too and and the fact that it ended where everything is good now and the adventure continues i i you know yeah I, I, I get that we're not going to see Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones anymore, and I don't want anybody else to play the part. Right. However, they better freaking give us more adventures in an animated style because nobody oh. would complain. And if they went the animated route, they could get Harrison Ford to do like a narration. Do the voice. Have them bank a bunch of audio. And that way, you know, you could just filter that in and have a younger actor 
attempting to do a Harrison Ford voice when he was younger. Or right. don't. I mean, right. Patrick Flannery and the other kid don't exactly sound like Harrison Ford when they were younger. No, but, but I've since, I can think of a couple people who I've seen do the Harrison Ford voice. And it's pretty good, yeah. It's good enough. And I'm like, all right, if you can't get Harrison Ford, any of these other guys will do. Uh, there's Raiders.net that does that did um is it raiders that raiders radio and they did an audio adventure last year or so maybe a couple years but it was great and the guy who did the voice sounded like him the delivery wasn't always spot on but the tone of the voice was there like i'm listening to it and in my mind as they're doing it i'm saying it myself in the indiana jones voice how he his pronunciation or delivery would have been mm -hmm. but despite that the tone was dead on i'm like i hope Good. they do more um yeah so i loved it i was thinking about how also with the movie you know they're like oh it failed it's opening weekend you know number one Everybody's trying to be, oh, we have to break records. We have to break records. Yeah. You don't have to break records. It doesn't have to be the next Titanic or whatever. Just make a good movie. Exactly. Yeah. No, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like there, there's too much pressure on these films to make their entire budget within the first three days, first four days. And it's unrealistic because right. no one weekend has one movie coming out. Right. Movies are right. usually always dropped in pairs, triples. You know, I mean, heck, I think I remember one week, like five major movies came out, and it's like, unless you have unlimited money and nothing better to do with your weekend, you're not going to be able to watch all those movies. Right. And it's just, it's, it's stupid to think that you're going to make your money back on that first weekend. Yeah, and, and so people were like, it failed at the box office. And then everybody rallied and said, no, it didn't. And it became number one worldwide. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, it's stupid to, to go, well, this one weekend. I, I, they did that with every single movie that comes out now, especially the, the superhero ones or the, you know, the icon, like Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah. Just make a good movie and time will prove which it already has time will prove the quality you know and i don't know if you saw but i did a little uh we went thursday okay it was supposed you know they say it comes out friday well we had planned our camping trip the weekend before which was going to be saturday through tuesday mm -hmm. and that was the week it was just rain 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 Mm -hmm. So long story short, we call and cancel, and then we ended up getting the next week, which is Fourth of July weekend. And after we book it, we're like, yeah, 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 well, that's fine. We'll do it the next weekend. Oh crap, that's Indiana Jones weekend. Right. I want to see this as soon as possible, not just because I love Indiana Jones. I don't want the a holes on the internet to spoil. Yeah, you don't want to risk having like ninety percent of the film ruined for you exactly yeah. that's so, actually the same thing jess and i did yeah yeah go ahead 
Uh, no, I was going to say, so we went Thursday night. Cindy found that, oh, no, that you could go Thursday night. And she booked the tickets for 6 o'clock. I came home. Well, actually, I was wearing most of my indie outfit already. I had everything except the jacket and the hat on. Right. And then just threw that on and went. And proudly, just like I did for Crystal Skull, wore the outfit. And uh, everybody was looking at me. And I walk up to the the booth, you know, to, to have our stuff. Um, it was already bought, but they have to scan it. Yeah. And I said, guess what movie we're here to see? <laughs> so I would have been, had I been the ticket taker or whatever, I would have been like, Barbie doesn't come out for a couple weeks. So yeah, some, sure somebody said here. something like, you know, whatever, one of the other movies. I'm like, no. Um, but yeah, it was great because everybody who was coming in, and what was great too was, not everybody thinks about the night before when they say premiere. So nobody really thought about Thursday. So it was really quiet. And the people who yeah. were there knew enough to shut their mouths. Yeah. And, but yet they did They did notice me and say, wow, you look cool. Like, yeah, thank you very much. Well, we went like that day, that Thursday, I had my, I had a D&D game, which we've, we finished the first campaign that we were doing and the DM and their partner had come out and said, yeah, we're pulling kind of like a Star Wars where we do the middle story, their partner's DMing the, the second chapter, which takes place thousands upon thousands of years in the past to kind of like explain why things were the way they were in the other campaign. And then once that one runs its course, we'll be jumping into the future by like a couple hundred years or whatever and dealing with the aftermath of what our characters did. So it was kind of funny. And we were doing, we had that, we had one of the ones that takes place in the past that day. And it was like, Jetson said something to me about wanting to go see the movie that day. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if we'd be able to see it before the game. I really don't want to miss out on it because this is like my, my catharsis. It's, it's like therapy or whatever for me. It, it, it's nice to have that outlet each week. So she got tickets for like, I think one o'clock. It was just like, holy, holy free, holy, you know, first showing at the theater, first showing on the day, you know, and I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm here, I'm, you know, and unfortunately I was not in any state to go in costume because I just got off work, got home, literally threw on clothes and then boom, had to mm -hmm. get out to the, and it was nice because, like you said, you know, people were respectful. You know, our theater was surprisingly pretty full, but like people were there, like there was a little commotion and stuff while during the previews and stuff, which it's like it's the previews, it's no big deal. But as but I get nervous, started, I get nervous at that point. I'm like, no, no, people. Yeah. Well, well now as soon as soon as it did that like preamble for you know, silence your mute or silence your phones and stuff like that. That's when everything, like you could feel the quiet settle. Good. And then as soon as it started doing the whole intro, everybody was quiet. Like, you know, you have the <gasps> moments, you know, stuff like yes. that, but it wasn't obnoxious or anything like that. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was, it was everything I could have hoped it to be. And you know what's something, too, that I noticed? I didn't know if I'd notice, quite frankly. You can tell this wasn't Steven Spielberg. 
there were certain yeah. decisions made and certain angles that I went, oh, huh. Like I could tell, it's weird. I didn't expect to be able to tell. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I instinctively knew the way things would have been set up or shot from a certain angle. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't think I was going to be that observant. But as I'm watching them afterwards, I went, yeah, okay, that yeah, yeah. you can tell. You, you can tell. You, know, you can tell the director was being respectful. Yep, yep, yep. But you could definitely tell that it had another person's touch to it, which wasn't a bad thing. I mean, I enjoyed it. Again, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I just noticed it. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It was fun. It was quite enjoyable, and I had to laugh. Um, I'd made a post about it online that I'd seen it, mm -hmm. and. Somebody that I barely talked to, I don't think I've spoken five words to them in like eight years, messages me and, well, how did you see it? And like, I was really tempted to say, oh, well, I used the MacGuffin. The tile's time, You know, but I'm like, no, I probably shouldn't. I should probably be nice. You know, I said, well, I went and saw it. At the first showing at my theater because you know today's the day that it was you know blah 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 oh oh i'm gonna see it this weekend okay good for you good job buddy you know and then i get a message i'm an actor good for you buddy <laughs> yeah wow like, that's a hard left what did that what? have to do with anything yeah it's just like yeah i know you're an actor because you worked on my project, you goofus. You know? <laughs> I had people reach out are. to me, too. Like, I, I had a lot of people going, did you see it? What did you think? Hey, I'm going to see it. Or, you know, I don't know if I'm going to see it. I'm like, why would you even question if you're going to see it? Yeah, You're not a fan, apparently, then. Because, you know, you're not really like, going to go with what the critics there. said. Yeah. I could understand if they're like, I'm going to see it. I don't know if I'm going to have the ability to see it in the theater. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's understandable. Yeah, that's Not everybody fine. has the free time to go see it in the theater. Sure. I get it. Sure. But like, that was like that first 15 minutes yeah. where they're 20. doing it. Was it more than 20? Okay. Yeah. I, I just know it was a chunk of time and I loved every moment of it. Sure. But it was like, holy cow, that's really cool. You know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it, it was done, in so, and I like the fact that it wasn't another artifact tied to Christianity. Well, yeah, Temple of Doom wasn't, but... Right, yeah, it was... Actually, no, it kind of was, because they were. he was originally going for the Spear of Destiny. At which, the very beginning, yeah. they had they that made, part. by the way, a little, little nugget. I don't know if this was on purpose or not. There's a Dark Horse comic book. Okay that takes place, now that beginning is 1944. Mm -hmm. Dark Horse years ago had done an Indiana Jones miniseries, Indiana Jones and the Spear of Destiny, with him and his father. So okay. you get to have that dynamic set in 1945. Huh. So, Interesting. <laughs> what happens in the movie then leads into it could very well came out twenty years ago. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I just I'd like to think I, that was done on purpose. I'd like to think so because that means somebody gave a rat's rear and paid attention. Yeah. And it showed it shows that they had a, a level of care for the story. Absolutely right. I, I um, 
I, I have been, well, I only have one so far, but I have two more ordered. I'm getting, I've waited all my life for the six inch Indiana Jones figures. Nice. I got the first one from Raiders. I already ordered the one from Dial of Destiny and Temple of Doom with the okay. with the torn shirt. Then there's going to be another one, which I wasn't able to pre-order yet, of him from Raiders without the jacket and the shirts undone out of his pants and like he's more disheveled. Disheveled, yeah. So I got the first one. Nice. Um, yeah, but you have to understand, I'm I'm a 40 year old man. I cannot logically buy everything I want. I have to limit my Funkos. Yep. I have to, you know, so I, I, there's also so much shelf room I can have where yeah. things that are displayed become, yeah, see, become, I mean... <laughs> become clutter after a while, unless you move them around. And even with that, you have to dust like I have my Funkos in my in, on my bookshelf in my bedroom on top, and also across the room on a dresser. Mm -hmm. So my point is, I can't get all the crap I want because again, forty eight. I'm not playing with these toys. I'm setting them up in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting in my room. Oh, yeah. it's like my, my Stargate stuff over here on the shelf. And I have I hey I bought those twice. Once to stay in the package, once to display. They're mm -hmm. in a drawer in my bedroom. My but Cindy knows this. There are certain things in this world that I will blindly buy because of what they're tied to, and there is no discussion. Stargate, MacGyver, Monkeys, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. and, and, and granted, let's be fair. I'm not getting all the figures. I'm getting, no, you're getting, I'm you're getting, getting Indiana Jones figures. Yeah, absolutely. It'd yeah. be one thing if I was a kid and I was going to play with them. Okay, here's short round. No, 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 no. No, I need Indiana Jones. Like that's, you know, and, and I've been waiting. They've been coming out with the Star Wars six inch forever. I'm mm -hmm. like, we need Indiana Jones. Now we're finally getting it. Yeah. So. Well, I'd laugh. Um, you know, you're talking about collections and stuff like this. Well, my buddy Royce, he just recently got a 3D printer. He he made like a little display thing for droids with the background that looks like, you know, the Star Wars-y type background and everything. And I was chatting with him the one week because we, we do a weekly or a bi-weekly production meeting type thing. And I had mentioned something to him like, oh, yeah, you know, that's really cool. I'd love to do something like that for my Stargate stuff to just... That way it doesn't look like it's on a shelf. It, that way it actually yeah. has, like, the SGC gate room background or the Atlantis background, you Love know. It. And uh, he's like, let's get through Let's get through this weekend coming up here soon, and then, you know, I'll see if I can come over and we'll I'll bring my little caliper thing or whatever, and we'll see if we can figure something out so that maybe I can help you design it in between he and I 3D print it. So it's like, okay, that's really cool, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny because I didn't get the idea to actually do that until I happened to be chatting with him and he showed a, a picture of it. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That turned out. Because I know he just got into 3D printing and stuff. And it's the, he does it for 
the creative outlet. I got you. Like, he'll do, uh, he restores toys and stuff like that. And on it, he'll actually put, like, on the 3D print, like, reproduction, or he'll reproduce it in a color that is not default. Sure. Yeah. Not the color that it originally was. And he does that on purpose so that if someone buys it, they can't turn around and say, oh, well, this is original. Because there are some less than scrupulous people that would do such a thing. Oh, yeah. Really cool that he's got that. But chatting with him about stuff like this, one of the things I mentioned to him was what frustrates me is, and the Stargate figures and even the Indiana Jones figures are guilty of this, the build a thing mentality. I get it and I appreciate it because some things you just want to get the complete set. But when you're at a situation like I'm at, I am missing two figures. Ronan Dax. Hold on. Oh, second, second, second here so I can pull it up because I think I just looked at it this weekend because somebody was asking me. Might be more than might be more than just two figures. Come on, search. Are come on, surrogate figures. Okay, oh, three figures. I'm missing three figures. Okay, garrison uniform, John Shepard. So the black, you know, the black BDU top, Ronan Dex, and field ops, Dr. McKay, where he's got the tactical vest. Sure, sure. Ronan Dex, I need because they put part of the Atlantis chair. In his packaging. Sure. Sure. It's like... I know. Because the other two, you know, they have other miscellaneous stuff in it. But it's like, I just need that one flipping figure. And of course, because it's Ronan Dex, a la Jason Momoa, who has had gone on to be... Aquaman? Uh, Conan? Aquaman? Going into being uh, Aquaman... And Game of Thrones, and you know, done very well for his acting career and everything, which I'm grateful for because the man, yeah. But it's just like, really, the one freaking figure I need. And I every place that I've seen it online, it's like three hundred dollars. Just keep like, checking eBay. eBay. Yeah, so he's gonna I eventually want to just give you the chair or whatever. Yeah, like I, I, I had a line on somebody who had it. The packaging was mangled. They were thinking about seeing if they could kind of like undent it and stuff like that. But they're just like, I'm like, I don't care. I, right, right. I'm going to open it up anyway, so who cares? Packaging anyway. You know, like, this is a guy that I would actively buy stuff from and then be like, hey, you can mark that up by five bucks now. Yeah. Yep. But like, it just, it's like, oh, the one freaking figure, you know. <laughs> well, Speaking, I mean, now that we've talked about the triumph of the audience, yes, let's work our way backwards to the movies. The Flash. I have not seen it in theater. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, because but you have seen it. Yes. Okay. I like that you picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. I hate the social media and how they've crapped all over that movie. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. We loved it so freaking much. And granted, 
okay, we could do the comic book nitpicky. That's not Barry Allen. That's not how Barry Allen that and that from the comics. He was still much more enjoyable than he was in Justice. Yeah. Like Justice yeah. was the smart mouth comic relief. <laughs> yeah, this I I feel like between him, well, between them and the director and writer, they kind of like refined the character a lot better. Yes. I think part of what was a hindrance for the movie as a whole is kind of twofold. The, the turmoil, and I'm not going to go, we don't need to go into the whole mess with Ezra Miller as a human being. That I know for sure didn't help the movie. That's actually right. part of the reason why I didn't want to go see the movie. Right. Because knowing they're going to get money from the box office like sure. i can't good conscience essentially reward that behavior i know it's a kind of like a roundabout reward type thing but like <laughs> and, and it frustrated me because we're getting michael Ke we got michael keaton back you know yeah. um and the young lady that's playing uh supergirl you know, sure. which they did both of them did amazing i liked how it was not a one-to-one -one remake of the uh, Flashpoint is uh, animated oh, movie. right, sure. Or even the comic book story, which I think somebody had said, and it might have been somebody attached to this movie or it might have been another movie or story that got cr criticized. We're doing these in a way that it's respectful to the, the original story. The bones are there, but we're not doing a one-to-one -one because that story, that version has been told. Not only has that version been told, there's too much baggage with it. You can't do that story. Yeah. You can't like, do... I would, have loved, I would have loved to have seen the, a live-action version of the Flashpoint from the comic, where we would have seen Bruce be the one to fall, and Thomas and Martha be the one. That would have been phenomenal to see those actors being given that opportunity. I understand why it didn't happen. Right. But, yeah, but all in all, anyway, you know. But, like... So that was the one thing. What was the other thing you were saying? The the one thing that frustrate or one thing that I think a lot of people need to remember is for the last near decade, we've had a flash series where we've kind of got somewhat of an expectation on what to expect to see from like the speed force and the flash running and things like that. So I know that was probably something a lot of people had issue with, like the way he it looked like he was running through the speed force and just the quality of it. That I, was kind of goofy, but I do like that essentially he became his own worst enemy. Here's I see, and I think you're you're you you're thinking of it too specific with Flash TV fans. Well, I'm like talking about like the general audience. Here's what I think happened. Okay, go ahead. First of all, the major part is people love to crap on things that that look like they're going to succeed. That I can't stand. Like the social media has been crapping on this movie since the day it was announced because of Ezra Miller. Mm -hmm. So that is, I agree that he didn't help anything before. No, the best, the best, yeah, the best thing they could have done was just go into hiding and not do anything shitty. So the second thing that I think gave people a reason to crap on this before it even premiered, which again, I freaking hate, 
is the fact that this is the last DC movie that is a ripple effect of the Zack Snyder crapathon. Yeah. Um, so people look at it and go, well, I don't want to watch anything that's related to that. There's those people. But then there's the, the other people that go, well, if this is the end of it anyway, why would I bother? Like, it's like if you're reading a comic book and you know it's coming to an end, a lot of people yeah. drop out of it right away instead of reading it all the way to the last issue. They go, well, yeah. why should I bother to waste my money if it doesn't matter? Yeah, and they don't realize that, in in essence, what this is doing is it's acting as, ironically, because it touches on this, and I like how they explain the time travel and the ripple effects. I like how it's like, oh, well, it doesn't just affect the things in the past. It's like throwing a stone into a pond. It's sure. going to ripple outward from both directions. Right, which they got from the comic, and I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was from the comic. And I liked how they, like, I like how they used spaghetti to... Yeah, that. that was clever. That was clever. But what I'm saying is, before this movie even came out, there were haters of this movie. Um, I hate that. Because then people were crapping over it before it came out. And then as it came out, then again, I won't hold back. If I know something's crap, I'll say, well, okay, you know, to whatever degree, all right, this didn't work or that didn't work. Or holy crap, what a pile of garbage. This movie was so much fun. We loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're excited. We're liking, we're liking this Barry Allen. That was a big thing. I was waiting. Don't be snarky. Don't be kind of doofy. You know. And I, and I like that he was not the same at the beginning as he was at the end. They, right. We saw, we saw even more growth. And it right. And and you actually felt the the tension and the oh crap. Oh, this yeah. is getting worse. Oh, how is this? And, and I like he was going to also step into a mentor role even though it was with himself. But you know. But still, and it, that was great. The comic. Relief was the great. Uh, of course, Batman was amazing. Both yeah. Batman. But by the way, Mikey put it best. He said the first 10 minutes of this movie was worth it. The price of admission alone. That was the Justice League we should have had mm -hmm. right from the beginning. It was great. Everybody was fun. Everybody was, it was action packed. Everything was nice and bright. Mm -hmm. Batman had a lighter blue outfit on. Yeah, I him, did notice that. Him and him and and Diana were flirting with each other. You're like, ooh, there's something going on there. I yeah. mean, that alone, and that's not even into the main story. It's great. You like they didn't hold back on anything, even though Cyborg wasn't in the movie. He was still mentioned in the movie. Like they didn't go, oh, that guy, that actor is a pain in the rear end. No, they Cyborg is part of that Justice League. Mention him, and they show Superman off on a mission. It was so good. It was just so freaking good. We're like, okay, thank God. Because, again, same thing as Indiana Jones. I'm watching all of these movies that mean something to me. I have to watch them twice, because the first time you're going, don't mess this up, please don't mess this up, please don't mess this up. Okay, that was good. And then when the credits roll, and you walk out of there, you go, okay, all right, I, they didn't mess anything up. Let's now I gotta watch it again. And now from now on, I can relax and, and yeah. really absorb it as opposed to going in and because that's what 
that's what TV shows nowadays and movies tend to do. They want to give you that sad, terrible ending, or you get someone who's in charge of it, Zack Snyder, who doesn't really understand the, the importance of the character, so he does his own thing with it. And mm -hmm. you're going, no! And this was wonderful all the way through. I just, I loved it. And what I heard a clip from a podcast this week go, you know, like three guys talking about it. And one guy goes, like everybody goes, no, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. One guy goes, it's flawed, but I like it. Yeah, it's flawed. And what, what? What was flawed about it? It's one thing if you don't like that version of Barry Allen, but you still have to admit it was great. It was fun. You don't have to compete with the comic book. I mean, you have to accept it for what it is. That Barry Allen was already established, and they made him better than the Justice League version. Yeah. Like like you said, personal growth. Yeah. That ending was I, so I like how even, even with, you know, him going back to reset things, he still tweaked something, and they even showed something like that even had a little bit of a ripple effect. Right. And the scene the scene at the end with, with his mom. Yep. It, come on. If you don't well up. Yeah, it's absolutely no freaking absolutely heart-tugging. Right? It was so freaking good. Yeah. Um well, I like I like the actress that the actress that played his mom, and I like the actor that played his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both really good actors for that type of role. I was I, I found it odd that they made her um Puerto Rican. I don't know if she was Puerto Rican or Greek. She was definitely not American. I kind of thought it was like maybe right. Italian. Well it, it, no, I don't so you know I could be wrong. All right. What I could yeah, I could yeah. my point is Barry Allen is a blonde white guy and yeah. Ezra Miller is not. So you have that going for you. And by the way, Barry Allen, Jewish. I was going to say, I thought he might be Jewish. And like Jeff and I were actually talking about that. Like a lot of times in the comics, they don't like dwell on the characters or religions, but we know it's a part of who they are. They we don't start to more recently. They've started to more recently. Like yeah. the thing then Grimm is yeah. very Jewish now. Like, he's like, no, I'm, I'm a practicing Jew. And I, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know in the, like, the movies and the TV shows, they very rarely yeah, they touch yeah. on it at all. Right. They don't even necessarily would have to touch on it. Just literally have something in the background, and it's like, oh, menorah, cool. Sure. Okay. You know. Well, with him, I'm like, all right, is he Asian? What is he? Not that it matters or I care, but when they brought in his mom, and made mm -hmm. her very ethnic. I went, huh? You went that way. So she's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, again, yeah. I, I, I want to say she's somewhere from the Mediterranean is where I'm thinking. Sure. But like, okay. So now you're you're messing with what I thought he was, and yeah. Not that that matters ultimately because it was still great. But I thought that's interesting that they decided to go that way. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense, though, because she was very particular about, like, tomato sauce and stuff like that. So, <laughs> oh, well, that, there's there's the reason. <laughs> that, yeah, that it, make, it makes sense because there are certain things, there are certain groups that you, 
stay the heck out of the kitchen if they're cooking. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So there's that. Uh, love, love, love. Hate the way people love to crap on it. That's that's that thought. Um. I've turned a blind eye to the people hating on stuff anymore. I just it's. I it's love that you can. I love that you can. I just I, I it sickens me because you go on say Twitter and or Facebook, but definitely Twitter, and it's mm -hmm. just strangers coming out of the woodwork to go, oh, you like that? It sucked, or, you know, this is garbage. Like, why did you feel the need to go on social media and post negativity? No matter what it is, whether it's something I enjoy or not, the moment that I, I'm tempted to, to scream about something, I pull back and I go, I'm not putting good out into the world. I don't, it's not, I don't want to, if I'm going to say something, I, it has to be after a thought, like I have to have it well thought out, not just <laughs> all over, you know? Um, all right. So let's see what else. Let's go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Part three. Part, what's that? Part three or volume yeah. three. Thoughts? Yeah, volume three. Saw it. Enjoyed it. It. I'm glad I was given a heads up about, you know, the sporadic flashbacks of Rocket when he was younger and tear jerker tear jerker yeah wrecks us yeah like i i'm grateful that i was given the heads up about the essentially animal cruelty i mean is what it boils down sure. to now granted a lot of it was done in ways that it was more shown aftermath or leading up to and then pan away or whatever mm -hmm. but i'm just glad they didn't actually show you know dissection and all that stuff because that would that would have changed my opinion on but that is his origin. So I'm glad they oh, yeah, steered no. away from yeah, that. From what I from what I gathered from what little bit I picked up from the Guardians comic books that that is essentially the meat and potatoes of his. You know, now I don't know if he had like the four, the three friends, or if it was more or less or whatever. I know there was that one, the Lila, I think. Sure. So um, and the fact yeah, that it, it was very well done. It was a it was a good way to bookend the guardians as they were with star lord and all them so in theory they could continue them on with the the new lineup i love i love i gotta say james gunn who is hit and miss for me because a lot of his stuff is just a lot of immature vulgarness mm -hmm. but not guardians yeah um the guardians was always great i don't need him with this um what is it uh, Secret Six. What the heck is it? Not Secret Six. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. That those are just unnecessary vulgar at times. Yeah. But with this, I went. You know what? If you wrote this, bravo! I'm watching this going. You were pulling out little nuggets from the past, and not just pulling them out, but paying off threads. Mm -hmm. Everything. Everything, even including the Christmas special. Like mm -hmm. you go right from that into this movie, and it's and the way that they teased it was people dying that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, oh, yeah. Like I was, I was fully convinced we were going to lose Rocket. Oh, I thought we were going to lose Star Lord. I well, there towards the end, I thought we were going to lose Star Lord, but I, the moment in the trailer where we see Star Lord like screaming and you see the tubes coming down to somebody, I said to Jess, I said. He's screaming over Rocket, and I said, I'm willing to bet we're going to see him. Which, okay, if you really want to get technical, technically we may have. 
but he came back because he was resuscitated at like the last second or whatever. But like it was it was emotional, you know. I love that he didn't get the girl in the end. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way that she's gonna fall for him. She didn't have time to be with him. Mm-hmm. She's a different person at this point. Yeah. You know, um no. And and like I said, everybody got their appropriate ending. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good, thank you, perfect. Yeah. The action was incredible. Yeah. It, it was it was so great. Now with Groot at the end. How did you feel when you heard Groot? I'm trying to remember what happened with Groot. I love you guys. Oh. Yeah. When they did that, I'm like, I know what they I know why they did that. It was to show us the audience that we became that familiar with Groot. We could that we can understand. Oh, I like that. I'll go yeah. with that. I picked I picked up on that and I said something to Jess about it and she's like, "That's what I'm thinking they did." I'm like, "That was clever." I that like was, that. That's a that was very clever. Yes, I love that because otherwise I'm like, "All right, has he been practicing? Is he working on it?" That makes me appreciate that moment so much more. Yeah, because it explains why. Because I think Yamara shortly before that he had said something to her, oh, "I am Groot," and then she responded. And it was the, oh, I must be that familiar with you because I went on an adventure with you or whatever. And that's right, because nobody else went, oh, he said something different. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah, it was very, it was very, very well played. Uh, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like how they they brought back uh, that that lady from the second movie with uh, Adam yeah. Warlock. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. You know, like, it was just, it was good in all the best ways. I mean, she had a purpose for Adam Warlock. They actually they actually did something with Adam Warlock, who is one of those characters that nobody cares about, nobody really likes. And and they didn't make him like the comic book version, because quite frankly, the comic book version is boring as can be. Mm-hmm. All cosmic this they made him like an immature child. I'm like, okay. I got that. That's good. You did. You use them to his potential. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to see, like, they've left it open where they could continue stories with these characters right. or just put them on the shelf. Hey, right. Yeah. We, we know they're out there. That's all we need to know. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to be doing with Star-Lord. Like, apparently there's going to be, yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Because I don't know if Chris Pratt's coming back, but... Yeah. Who, like, who knows? Again... In Marvel, I trust. When it comes to movies and TV, when Marvel, I trust. They have yet yeah. to. I mean, it's Marvel, so they don't need to hit a reset button every, you know, five to ten years like Warner Brothers. Right. Well, in this case, thank God they are. Uh, yeah. Although, realistically, there's ways they could have without having to hit a reset. Sure. With the way they did the Flash movie, they basically did an internal reset button. Mm-hmm. And they could have just used that as explain a way of, oh, well, that's why this character looks different mm-hmm. or this character or whatever. Although I agree. us fans of things know these things happen, you know. But yeah. Um, so the other two movies that I can think of, and you tell me if I'm missing any, but uh, Shazam. Haven't actually gotten a chance to watch it yet. Okay. I've heard, I've heard some pretty good things. It's just it's one of those... Hadn't gotten the chance to yet. It's great. No complaints. 
Okay. Uh, we're, we're honest to God, and I say this all the time, and I don't really care. We are living in the golden age of quality pop culture payoff. Yeah. It, it's, an embarrassment, it's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to pop culture things right now. Which is why it ticks me off that we have people that are like, ah, mm, eh, I mean, eh. Yeah. What do you want? And my other thought is, if you're one of those people that go online and, and complain about something, and it's one thing if it's a legitimate and there are, say, plot holes or you know, something where it's thought out. But most of these people don't. They just want to hate on something. Mm -hmm. and my, of course, go-to is, what are you doing then? If you don't like it, do something better. Yeah. Or, or you know. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Well, that's the thing. They don't even have to watch it. They're crapping on it before it yeah. even comes out. I'm thinking, you're, you know, put good into the world. If you think you can do better, please do. Yeah. Like there was someone who was um, making comments on some fan art that was put on the MacGyver SG-1 audio series. Okay. That, that doesn't look like RDA. Uh, that doesn't look like him. And, and they did it for a while, and I let it go. But then it got to a point where I'm like, that's all you're saying. That doesn't look like him. That doesn't look like I said, stop it. I sent mm -hmm. them a message. I said, stop it. Somebody created this. It's somebody's artwork. Mm -hmm. You're not putting out good out there. You're not, by the way, you're also not warming up to RDA because you're defending his look or something. And three, if you think you can do better, bring do it. it. Let's see. Yeah. Otherwise, knock it off. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, people have this false expectation about, like, fan art that it's going to be exactly. No, it's fan art. It's going to look different. But it doesn't even matter that. I don't care if it's your cup of tea or not. Shut up. Yeah. Somebody put their their heart in this. Yeah. And yeah. you don't just sit there and go, mm, yeah, no, next. No. Like, nobody asked for your two cents. Mm -hmm. And two, you're not being encouraging. These are people. These are people who are trying to contribute. Be nice. That's what, that's how I ended it, too. I said, if you're if you can't contribute anything art worthy of your own, knock it off and be nice. Yeah. And, and they did. But, you know, so I'm happy to say that everything I've seen, I said to Cindy and the kids, I said, wow, everything we've seen this year, this season, has been excellent. I have no complaint about anything. I really don't. And I would give you, well, it kind of didn't live up to this or that. No, everything is excellent. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that DC, I mean, they've done right before, but on this one where it was iffy, the Flash mm -hmm. per se, like they could have done really well, which I think is easy to do. Yeah. Or they could have backslid into the Zack Snyder crap. Yeah. They, they, they really pulled off a great movie. Um, and and I'll, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on Shazam because it's great. We loved it. Um. Well, I think it's now streaming on places, so I'm, I'm probably going to get the chance to watch it. Good. Maybe next time we, we do one of these, you could catch me up. The other is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Okay. First of all, how dare that movie do that to us? 
Oh, I, I, we we were at the end of it, and we're watching it, and it's so intense, and then it just ends, and the whole audience goes, <gasps> and Everly goes, what? Yeah. What? Like, like she was outraged. Like, I, I remember sitting in the theater thinking, like, wow, this has had a lot of stuff go in, or this, a lot of stuff's been going in, and I forget how long the movie is, but I'm like, we are... Like I was trying to figure out hours. I think I didn't want to. I didn't want to take my phone out and see what the time was. You know, so I'm like in my head trying to figure out like where we're at time wise for the movie because I mean they packed a lot of stuff in that and movie. kept going. It never slowed down. They're like, okay, now we're adding this. Yeah, and I loved that. You know, they had plenty of cameos. Like I loved loved seeing the Donald Glover. Wasn't uh, that amazing? That was wasn't cool. that amazing. Absolutely perfect. Uh, I liked where we actually saw the different art styles interacting with each other. That was fun. Yeah, um, they had Scarlet Spider in there, acting like a 90s Scarlet Spider. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, it just, it was so cool. And apparently the Lego thing was animated by a single person who was like a kid that they found on YouTube. Nice. It's like, that's cool. But, like, it was so well done. Yeah. Like, a, a solid successor to the the first one. And I'm, we're getting the third one next year, which I think is phenomenal. So, yeah, we have to wait until next year, huh? Yeah. Uh, but, like, that was so well done, yeah, executed so well perfectly. Done. Uh, I like how they tied the villain to the first one. Uh, I'm trying to remember. oh with the with the multiverse guy or thing. spot or whatever his name is I can't yeah think the of spot that. it was the yeah. spot I and made him an actual bad guy like he's yeah. he's scary and he in the comic he's known as like a joke yeah so it kind of gave the gave the character a chance to you know shine a little bit on his own uh, but I liked I liked where we got to see other iterations of Spider-Man shine a little bit more than just focusing on Miles Morales and uh, Gwen mm -hmm. and Peter B. Parker. And, you know, I like that we got to see the, uh, the punk spider for a bit. We got to see the, uh, the one where they had the canon event kerfluffle. Remind me what uh, the the Hindu or Indian? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, that was. I, can't, I couldn't think of. I couldn't think of the that world's Spider-Man. India, name. it's India. Yeah. Yeah. India, okay, yeah. And I like how we got to see more of Spider-Man '99. And they made him a bad guy. They, I don't necessarily want to say they made him full on bad, but he's not entirely good. Oh no, he's willing to kill people to. to... Yeah. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And, so, and, and I like how they, they set him up in, like, the trailers, showing him as, oh, well, okay, he's 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 the villain of this story. And then you go in, and as you said, it's the character that normally is kind of, like, treated as a joke. We see him start to become the threat, the uh -huh. bad. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you picked up on this. Towards the end of the movie they have Scarlet Spider start talking like the way that Stan Lee used to write Spider-Man. Mm. Spider-Man, and it would happen with a lot of Marvel characters, where 
they would write every freaking thought in their head that wasn't necessary. Like basically, if he's swinging through a window, they'll show the panel and they'll have him say, I'm swinging through a window. And then they'll have everybody in the room go, look, Spider-Man is swinging through. And it's all in one panel. And mm-hmm. it's unnecessary and it's stupid and it's unrealistic. They have Scarlet Spider. Boy, I landed in this alley. Now I'm looking at this wall. Now I'm confused. And yeah. I don't know if everybody picked up on that because I had I had a feeling that was a reference to something from the comics just yeah. because of the absurdity of it. You know, that in the '90s, grim and gritty. Oh, I'm dark. I'm a dark. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny. Not everybody would pick up on that, but I appreciated it. But yeah, we we both enjoyed it. It was one of those. Wow, they have jam packed this and story. Not unnecessarily so, either. It wasn't. It yeah. didn't feel like it was too much for no reason. Everything had. Yeah, a reason. It, it was everything. Everything seemed like it had a purpose. Like it had some some lull moments, but they served the purpose to kind of like give you those intimate moments with like uh, Miles and Gwen when they were having their chat on the underside of that um, whatever construction thing or whatever. I thought that was nice. It was it was a way to show one showcase their abilities and two showing them having a kind of like poignant moment. Yes. Um, yeah, but that shocking ending when it just ends. First of all, there was a bunch of twists in it that I didn't see coming. I was like thrilled with. Yeah. And then when it just ends, Mikey and Everly were like, "What the heck is that?" No. Yeah. And Everly's calling for her lawyer, and I just sat back. And, and I laughed. I was just chuckling. And they go, why, why are you laughing? You seem very calm about this. And I laughed because, one, it was a great movie, but I also laughed that people felt so passionately about this. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. we are in the golden age. This is great. I love that they feel that they can do this to us yeah. and get yeah, them riled up and people care. Yeah. And the last film that I think they truly did something like that with, Back to the Future Part 2. Well, sure. Because that was one of those films that they took that gamble with, doing that whole to be continued. You know, that was... I love it. I love it. I'm not. Before we go, I wanted to tell you the story of camping. Okay. So, like I said, we weren't able to go the week we wanted which kind of sucked because then I had Monday and Tuesday off and couldn't go anywhere. Like, that was it. So the next week we go, and now it's crammed in there. So we don't have, we only have the weekend. So the girls go, which is a switch, because usually Friday or Saturday, the first day is a boy's day. Mm -hmm. And then the girls come up the next day. Well, in this case, it's Friday. Cindy and Everly go up before we do. Mm Mm-hmm. So they take the majority of the stuff and I get out of work. I go pick up Mikey and the dog and we go up there. So Friday night, we have a good time. Mm -hmm. Sleeping, not so great because I'm in a tent on an air mattress that wasn't filled enough. Mm. I'm laying sideways out of it. And the dog, who I thought would lay next to me on the the furry uh, doormat, as you walk into the tent, I thought, there you go, lay next to me, and that way we still get the bed. The dog is like, no, I'm sleeping next to you or on you on the, and Mikey's next to me, so there's right. no room. So, and also the dog is antsy. So yeah. 
I start falling asleep and start to snore. He comes over and starts and licking my face. So he wakes me up. So also right. he's he's moving around. And then when he is going to try and settle down, he goes plop, plop with his paws and then his head on my leg. Isn't that sweet? However, you can't stay that way. You're yeah. cutting off the blood circulation. You're not the lightest dog. Then in turn wake you up because then, all of a sudden Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't sleep well Friday night. Saturday, we had a really good time. Ran the dog ragged. Uh, wonderful. We did everything we wanted to do, which thank God, because Saturday, the heavens opened up and it rained. It poured. Now, mm -hmm. the dog is laying between Mikey and I and sound asleep. It doesn't matter. He is out. Mm -hmm. But I get woken up at two in the morning because the rain is coming down so hard. Now, I got tarps to put over the tent because this has happened in the past. And even though this is a five-year-old tent, it still leaks. Mm -hmm. Son of a bee. So, you think you have a tarp. No big deal. Mm -hmm. There's a three-foot gap at the door where the tarp doesn't cover. And because it was raining so hard, oh, no. it woke me up. Cindy texts me. She's like, yup. I'm like, yes, I am. I have to pee like a racehorse. Could imagine why. All the running water. <laughs> and it's coming down so hard. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the dog's the only one who got a good night's sleep. So then I hear, drip, 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 drip. It's hitting the tent and then going down to the seam and dripping in multiple places. Mm -hmm. So now I can't sleep because it's loud. I got to pee. And now I'm worried about everything getting flooded. Mm -hmm. And so I'm using like the clothes I already wore to sop it up. I laid there for two and a half hours. And at four o'clock in the morning, the new uh, canopy that Cindy bought at Walmart for 50 bucks. It's the metal it has the blue thing, but the metal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. It wasn't the canopy part that tore or anything. By the way, it's made so that the water's supposed to run off. Right. Didn't matter. It bent the metal, quote unquote metal. It was it was coming down that hard. It and it that went like that. And the legs spread out and it destroyed. Wow. Yes. Wow. And I peek out and I go, oopsie daisy. Oh, great. So then as I lay there, I make a I, I make a decision. I'm 48. I don't need to do this anymore. I still want to camp. There is one cabin that you can rent that is closer to the fishing pond where we fish. Okay. Yes, it's more expensive. But at this point, I don't care. I, I, I don't need to be laying on an air mattress. I don't need to be fighting with the dog for room. And most importantly, I don't need to worry about my freaking tent. Leaking. Yeah. yeah. So I check the weather. I go back to sleep around 4.30. I wake up around 8. I have three hours before it starts to rain again. And I mean for the rest of the freaking day. Thunderstorms, by the way, not just rain, thunderstorms. So I wake up. I walk outside. Oh, by the way, I, I, I ended up standing in the middle of the rain with my feet in the tent and just peeing in the rain. 
It's not the sequel to Singing in the Rain, you'd hope, but and she, Cindy comes out. I said, okay, here's what I'm thinking. I'm not doing that again. Oh, but we love this site. And we do. It's a great site. It's walled off from everybody else. But I explained the situation. She understands. And I said, the other thing is, let's pack up and go home. I know we can stay until tomorrow, but what's the point? And she goes, yeah, I agree. Everything except what I'm wearing is soaked. Right. Because they have the old tent, by the way. They yeah. Have, they have like a tent that I've had for nearly 20 years. Gotcha. And that doesn't hold, that doesn't fight the rain at all. And so she's like, yep, yeah, all right. And we get, get the kids up, we get rolling. Mikey and I work like a, a machine. There's no complaining. I don't have to tell him to do something twice. Just bing, bang, boom. Well-oiled machine, get everything in the car, head home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, I said I felt like if you watch Alone, there's a point where all these guys who are, I'm going to prove something to myself, blah, 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 blah. And then they get to a point where like, I don't need to do this anymore. This isn't fun. I've proven that I can do it. Mm -hmm. I've done this for how many years now? All right. But if I can if I can keep all the good and toss away all the bad. Yeah. I, let's 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 do that. You know, because even if I have to sleep on the floor in a cabin, which I don't, but even yeah. if I do, it's better than rain. Yeah. Right? At like, least you'll be dry. Or at least you should that's, be. That's my point. I like everything else I could tolerate. I could deal with the dog. I could deal with the air mattress if I had to. But man, when I'm sitting there and just watching things get freaking soaked and mm -hmm. knowing that my trip depends on how much rain falls, even if it rains, if we're there next year, because mm -hmm. she, she did reserve the site. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. When we planned this months ago, mm -hmm. like at the beginning of the spring, well, they called a couple weeks ago and said, um, hi, it's Susie from the campground. I said, hi, Susie, what's up? Um, we're not going to have water. Uh, what, you're not going to have water. No. Well, you have, the bathrooms are going to have water, right? No, we're going to have porta potties. What happened is they have a well, because it's the company. Oh, okay. And the well had a crack in it. Well, okay. When I walked in there on Friday, I said, hi, so just out of curiosity, what's the deal? Well, we patched the well. I said, oh, Okay. Yeah, but we got to wait for the water company to come. When is that? Two weeks. Ah, that doesn't help me right now, Susie. Yeah. You know, but at least that explained it. So we, everybody else, I guess, had canceled. Unless you had an RV, if you were a tent-going person, we and one other tent out of the whole site were the only tent people. So gotcha. for 4th of July weekend, where they say you have to book three days because it's a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. First of all, we got the site the next week, which is amazing because usually booked. Yeah. People just canceled. So it worked out in our favor. And we brought like six jugs of water to use just to wash our hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. We used half of one. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, great. But yeah, next next year we'll be in the cabin. Hopefully stress free because, like I said, the Saturday was great, but boy, did it turn and just but yeah. But once the heavens opened up, yeah, 
Yeah. And thank God we got to see Indy before we went. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's very cool. Though. My wife takes care of me because she's like, wait, we can go Thursday. Like, oh, problem solved. There you go. Um, and then, so just a heads up to anybody, any of our listeners, um, the we're going to be recording a MacGyver podcast episode soon and got some good stuff coming your way, which I can't even tell Nate about for the MacGyver SG1 uh, audio, uh, audio. Yeah. Audio series. Listen to me. I'm tired. Um, yeah. Big surprises coming. Yep. Uh, and uh, some things that we've heard rumblings here and there that I'm sure we'll, we'll touch. We'll on. dive into that because San Diego Comic-Con is coming up and we're expecting some news. Potentially uh, with everything going on with right. the writer's yeah. potential actor strike. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm going to be waiting. They are booked. They are booked, by the way. Stargate, there is a Stargate panel booked. Right. So that's promising. Yeah. Um, but no, with the audio series, there, I'm, I have the next two episodes written, ready to go, but I'm waiting on a potential special guest. Oh, very cool. And I took your advice finally and decided to put the first episode up on YouTube. Good. And the second episode is going to be going up, but there's a great surprise coming with that. I look forward to scoping it out. Oh, boy. I'm telling you. if For people who've already listened to the second episode, you're going to want to watch it. Yeah. That's, that's basically your teaser right there. Very cool. All right, everybody. Um, don't forget, please subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, go to the Forever Adventure Network. Check out the stores. Nate's stores there. Got yep. new stuff all the time. Happy yep. To say. Getting updated artwork and uh, always trying to improve what I got. Right. So check it out. Commission credentials. Yep. Commissioncredentials.com. And the ID needs. And, and we have, uh, like I said, we have a blog on. Patreon? Yeah, Patreon. I, I try to keep up on a blog to make it worth somebody checking out. Yep. Um, ba, 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 ba. Subscribe to us. Like us. Please share this episode. It helps. Yep. And remember, as always, stay excited. Never Gets Old podcast is part of the Forever Adventure Network and made possible by your donations through Patreon. If you'd like to help us out, please go to the Forever Adventure Network by Mac Jackson on Patreon and help by subscribing, rating, and reviewing wherever podcasts are heard. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube channel. The show's music is by Harmony Constant and available wherever music is sold. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay excited. The Forever Adventure Network. Welcome to the adventure. Has MacGyver inspired you to be kind and creative? Has Jack O'Neill inspired you to be a leader and be sarcastic? 
Well then, please check out the MacGyver Podcast, where we celebrate Richard Dean Anderson and all of his iconic characters. We have life stories, episode reviews, and great conversations with actors and the people behind the scenes. We also have merchandise, blogs, art, and so much more, all through the Forever Adventure Network. Join us today, and remember, stay creative, everyone. The Forever Adventure Network. Welcome to the adventure. Welcome to the adventure.